Hi, this is Stephanie Fowler. And this is Tony Russo. And you're listening to another episode of So What's Your Story? A podcast in which we talk to authors and writers about their writing, the stories behind the story, the writing process, and any other sort of miscellaneous writing stuff that we want to talk about. Today on the podcast, we have our good friend and fellow author, Andrew Heller, who is joining us once again for another Writer's Roundtable. A while back, a few of us were hanging out and talking about writing, and we thought, you know what, perhaps we should make other people listen to our conversations. So in addition to talking with authors, we decided to have this writer's round table and talk about the writing process, the things that thrill us as writers, and the things that stymie us as well. Today, we are talking about the struggle to balance creative endeavors with a busy life. So welcome back to the podcast, Andrew. Thank you for having me. And you know, this is something that you and I have talked about almost on a daily basis. Quite a bit. The difference, not the difference, but the struggle between saying we are writers, we have this creative impulse, we have this desire to want to sit and create these things, but also we have to balance the fact that we have full-time jobs and families. and Families, do- things, and- dogs, kids, other stuff to do. We have, we have all of those things and that our creativity sometimes doesn't schedule itself nicely into those things. We have to try to rebalance those things around our creativity. Yeah, and that's something that, um, and I know that, you know, kind of kicking it back over to Tony for a second, but Tony kind of comes from a little bit different background. As a journalist, you know, he had to make deadlines, right? Or else they fire you. Right, yeah. The, for, for me, the only difference is like the, like, for instance, my infamous pigeon book. There are some things that as I get older, I'm starting to be a little bit more honest with myself about like, okay, this might not get done. Like it's time, it's time to start for me. It's time to start really prioritizing what's going to get finished and what's not. And for, you know, for, for a freelance writer, also financing it. Like, you know, I can have like, right, right now I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm very happy doing it, but you know, going, going forward, if I want to do some of the other creative things that I'm interested in, I'm going to have to figure out how to get it done. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I've struggled with. Um, you know, we, I created Saltwater Media to help other authors realize their dreams of going through and being an independent author. And then I realized that the things that I want to write about frequently get pushed to the back because oh, constantly, I mean, you constantly. watch me do it every, all yeah. the time, you know, because I realized that, um, unlike a journalist, if I miss a deadline on my own work, nothing happens. But if right. I miss a deadline on a client's work, that's when it's hard to keep the lights on. You constantly you know. have to push your own stuff your to own the background because you're, yeah. you're trying to fit it in when you can. I mean, being here at Saltwater every day, I mean, yes, it's a great opportunity for me to sit down and write sometimes, right? But I can't sit down and write sometimes because the phone rings or I'm editing someone else's work or I've got a book order or you and I are talking about a project or there's a million other things that happen just daily life and it pulls you out of out of that moment and then you go home and you're still dealing with these things or you have dinner to make or your family's coming over to visit or all of those things happen and and it's it's a struggle well i i actually now that we're talking about it made a a kind of a kind of a stride in that direction toward doing more of my creative writing this week it's not a popular answer and and i don't the right ones never are yeah and i don't i don't want to i don't want to alienate anyone who's listening or anyone who's uh, who's who's here at the table who's here for certain. <laughs> uh, but actually, I gave up. I gave up one of my one of my freelance jobs, um, 
and it was a significant, not a significant pay cut, mm. but I, I, so I've been a columnist for the, for the daily times for the last year and a half, two years. And I was doing, you know, a lot of their food writing and things like that. And I didn't have enough time to do what I wanted to do. And I said, okay, I'm going to give up this section of my income. But the trade-off is I have to spend that time doing my other projects. This isn't just free time. This isn't television time. And every time, because it was, I mean, I wasn't making a fortune, but I was making a couple hundred dollars a month from the, from the columns. And I said to myself, all right, well, now you don't get to do this anymore until you find a, a way to replace that income. To replace that $200 and if you want a to re- month, right? And if you want to replace that income, you're going to have to do the work that you want to do instead of just the work. And I, I mean, I'm very fortunate. The people, I have another podcast. It's called This Is War. Please subscribe. Um, it's a good one. And it's very good. And, it's and, very and, great and, one. And, and, the, and, they're really, and they're really great to me. And they, and they take good enough care of me. But if I want the extra money that I was freelancing for with, with my friends at the Daily Times, I'm going to have to find another way to earn it. And that is, that's my new creative. So I take less money. I, I docked sure. myself pay. And that is where I found the time to do some more writing and I think that I want to do. Finding that discipline is certainly, well, it's not the answer, like you said, anybody wants yeah, to hear, no. but it is, it truly is about the only answer that is out there. When I was, when I was doing my best, I was getting up at 5 a.m. every single morning and forcing myself to actually write and forcing myself, and sometimes nothing good was coming out Mm -hmm. but i was still forcing myself to do it well now other life things are coming into play and i'm not and i see myself doing that i'm not following that same discipline i write every morning i get up and i do what i call a little rant Mm. and i don't know if that's sucking my creativity away or if that's just sucking my time away i'm not sure which one it's doing but it's like i have to clear my mind before i can get ready and then i got to get ready for work you know I think part of the struggle that I've had balancing doing my own writing with having and trying to, you know, maintain a professional life and in a in a fulfilling personal life is that, you know, when you're a small business owner, everyone says, Oh, well, you can make your own hours. And while that sounds true, it's completely far, far from the truth. You can because make your own hours if you don't want to stay open. Exactly. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't want to be open, you can make those own hours. Yeah. But, you know, when you're a small business owner, you eat, breathe, sleep, what it, your, your business. And in making your own hours, you can't create a 30-hour day. No, you certainly can. And so what I have found is that there aren't enough hours in the day to get all my client work done. So mm. then what do I do is I go, oh, well, I'll just take this home and work on this at home. So then by the time you end up working late and then you take the work home and you have dinner and then you work on the client's work, you look at the clock and it's 1030 and you're like, oh my gosh, I have left myself no time to do my writing. So I'll then I, the I'll do it in the morning. So then I take the Tony Russo school of thought <laughs> and like, I'll get up at 5 a.m. and I will do my writing and then I will give my writing the best of me and then I'll go to work and then by the time I get to work I'll feel successful so what do I do I get up at five in the morning and I'm just staring at the screen going please start writing please start writing and it then this panic ensues and then so then all I have done is I've spent from 5 a.m to 7 a.m in a sheer panic because I know that I have blocked this time out to write and when I get there I could not be more void 
of inspiration, of a thought, of a word, of anything. And then by the time I get to work, I'm like, well, I've, I've been up since forever. Now I'm tired. And now I just... And so I have found frequently there's sort of this struggle between trying to, to find the balance of whether it's early in the morning or whether it's early in, late at night. But then also at the end of the day, what keeps my lights on, what pays my mortgage is not my writing. Right. It's it's, it's someone you else's writing. Other right. people's writing is what so that really becomes when you say, "Oh my gosh, like I really want to get my book done, but I also have this bill to pay and this bill to pay or, you know, yeah. tuition to pay or whatever." You know. You know, so it, it yeah. really becomes to me the the struggle that to me is probably the biggest struggle that I that I have to face on a day-to-day basis as a writer tied into that which i thought was interesting as we were kind of discussing this a little earlier in the day because you and i have been kind of talking about this all day these these issues with writing and all of that kind of stuff our our colleague jeff was talking about how often wrapped up this with this is we're too hard on ourselves we don't we we beat ourselves up all the time for not being able to carve out time or not for for being able to do these things you know and but the reality is sometimes it's just not our fault, you know? And yet we're still hard on ourselves with it. I, yeah. I think that's important, though. I, believe it or not, just had that conversation with my wife because mm-hmm. I am behind on, on, an, on, a, on a due deadline story. I've missed, like, I've missed maybe five deadlines in my entire life. Wow. And this was one. Like, I wanted to have, I wanted to have an episode done on Monday. And just because I've been procrastinating and not doing the kind of work that I generally try to be capable of it's not the thursday is is like my best case scenario and my my wife was saying well it's not really due and i said but once you give yourself that like if you're not hard on yourself who's going to be right once you give yourself that excuse that oh it's okay because nobody cares no no that means you don't care right you don't care sure that's probably why you didn't do the writing it's almost like lying to yourself exactly you You can lie to me don't lie to yourself yeah and and so that's the only thing i think that if you're not unless you're working collaboratively unless you have an editor who you're working with if you're not giving yourself crap for not doing the work no one is true and it's not just feeling bad like feeling bad isn't productive but I'm I'm a big person of like you know I will swear at myself like I <laughs> <laughs> no kidding no, that's true I can't imagine that scenario I ever don't see it. Right? I don't see it <laughs> but you know and I you have to I for me and this is part of it might just be part of my personality but being unforgiving toward myself is because everyone else is going to forgive me. Everyone else is going to say, you know what? You're doing a good job. Everyone else is going to be perfectly said. Like for me, what is unacceptable is still acceptable to lots of people. Interesting. Yeah. 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 You have a higher bar. Yeah. A higher standard. Who's going to have a higher one than me? No one, everyone I like is going to say, you did very well. I think your bar for yourself has to be at its, at its utmost highest. I agree with that. So your tolerance for lying to yourself also has to be, I think, very, very light. Has to be eliminated, really. Yeah. You can't tolerate lying No, no, to you can't. You can't yeah. lie to yourself. Because if you can't be honest with you... Right. Well, then no one like, is going to be. Point? You're failing. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that ends up being the struggle. And that was something that we had talked about with Jeff, who's been on the podcast before and oh, yeah, who, yeah, 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 who yeah. works here with us at Saltwater. As he was saying that... Um, one of the things that happens for him is he's got two little ones at home. And he said the other day he was in the middle of writing a, a great scene. The juices were flowing. He was right there. And um, his three-year-old 
sort of teeter totters in the rooms like, Hey dad, what's going on? And he was like, ah. and it's gone, yeah. you know, just like that. I nearly killed the cat this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I chased the cat around the house because I was almost there. Yeah. There you go. He came in meowing and I'm like, knock it off, knock it off. And it was gone. Well, I'm not going to beat my wife, so I got to chase the cat. <laughs> so I think that ends up being one of the questions, not one of the questions, but I think that ends up being one of the interesting dynamics of being a writer is that our ins- that inspiration, that that moment, if you're interrupted and you lose it, you're never getting it back. And that flow, you can't get back in it. You know, like I was talking, actually, Andrew and Jeff and I were talking, my wife, Patty, has just, um, she started over the past couple months uh, doing pens. She turns pens on a lathe and all that kind of thing. And I said, to watch her is so amazing because she buys the materials, she has the equipment, she picks out a thing, she makes the pen, she turns it, she carves it, she sands and polishes, and then boom, she has this beautiful pen. And I thought, that is nothing like writing. There, There is... At no all. agony. Boop, there's, boop, 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 done. Yeah, there's there's very little agony that goes into that process for her. Whereas Effort with writing, skill, absolutely. Yeah, Effort and skill is there, but but there's no but there's no agony for her. And I feel like that is the thing that happens for writers. Is you know, as Jeff was saying, he sits down, he's writing, and he's in a great moment. He's in a good flow. The scene is coming along, and you know, his three year old comes in the room gone right and and i think that is that something that's unique to us is that something that's unique to writing because i feel like once that is another struggle that is another part of that balance because i sit down i don't have that creative i don't i'm not in that flow and then i feel like i'm just wasting my time well two things i i think the 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 first thing is what i what separates writing in this instance is that there are very few other endeavors where you can be disturbed and it matters. Mm. Like if the only time being being at work and being disturbed matters is if you are making something. You know, if if you're if you're taking nothing and making it into something. Sure. So, I mean, musician will be the same way. If you're practicing and someone comes in and distracts you, it's going to be the same thing. You're going to be like, "All right, now I have to pick it up." And you have to get The thing is what happens is when you break the mood, you like re Getting the mood right, back right. is more is more important than getting the words back, getting getting to be in that place. And one of the things that I wanted to mention to you before is one of the, what you learn as a newspaper writer anyway, is that you know what? Start writing because you're gonna need some words. You know? <laughs> right. It may not be the right words, but that's why you And you're it. gonna get it and you're gonna get another bite at the <laughs> apple and this story that I'm having trouble with now for the This Is War podcast, that's exactly what I ended up doing. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to do a bad version of this because if I wait till I'm ready to write the good version, I'm going to lose my it job. Might be, it might be too late. <laughs> yeah. It might I'm be gonna, after it, it went. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to put some of the words down. And then as I start to edit and as I start to put the other voices in, maybe better words will come to me. But sure. I need some words to start with. And... I think a lot of times a lot of writers will scare themselves out of a bad draft and they'll say, well, let me, I know that I can do well, but the the one thing that I learned more than anything else as a newspaper reporter is start typing. And yeah. this is a story about the Worcester County commissioners, period. The Worcester County commissioners said this, period. I think you're right. Your, your statement about scaring yourself out of it is incredibly accurate. 
because I think I do that to myself a lot, is that idea of if I'm not in it, it's not going to be right. So I'm just not going to bother because I'm going to put down a bunch of stuff that, that isn't there. So I'm going to just, just not do the work because I'm afraid that I'm going to do the work wrong. And I, and I do. I, I, I constantly put myself in that position. You know, yes, because uh, Andrew, if if you don't follow him on Facebook or not, he he writes a tome every morning. He just... That's 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 what that's what I do. <laughs> but it's a, it's it's an excuse to not have to worry about, and this is not an accusation. Do I kind of like throw out all you... my resources because I was angry about something, so I had to write it, and then I got nothing left? Yes, I. For me, being angry makes it impossible to write. I, yeah. I have to, I have to, I'll, I'll walk. That's my, my dog either gets walked 15 times a day or not at all. There's no, there's no middle ground. <laughs> so I'll walk the dog until I calm down and I'll have the argument in my head. And it is well exercised and then, that so, day. So what, so what Andrew writes in the morning, I say to myself as I walk around the, as I walk around the park and then I get back and then I'm ready and then I'm ready to work because I've, I've gotten out you right. do have to get the poison out because there's a difference between having an idea that you want to try and work through and just being very frustrated and wanting to communicate it. Um, and this isn't a, sure, a it's sure, not a yeah. criticism of social media, but I don't prefer to communicate it that, that way. way. I'm yeah. a Twitter guy. Like if I have something mean to say, I want to say it in 140 characters and be on my way. Be Only because I've done that a couple of times where I've written these long Facebook posts I probably have done it in the last month. I end up deleting them because I'm like, you know, who's ever been convinced by this? No one. No one. <laughs> find a better way. Oh, find absolutely. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. You know what? You're Nobody. Right. Yeah, no. And I think it kind of goes back to what you're saying about mood. You know, there's, there is something to be said for the mood. And I was talking with Jeff. Actually, we were talking with Jeff yeah. earlier. And he was talking about one time he was having a conversation with a friend of his. And they were saying that, you know, Mood is something you have to cultivate. And if you're going to say, in order to balance my writing life with my the rest of my life, because it feels like two very different things, in order to balance the writing life with the rest with the rest of my life, I have to kind of cultivate, as you're saying, like the mood to be there, to let those things come to fruition. Because I too feel that that thing of like, I'm going to start typing and none of this is going to be good. So therefore I'm not going to type it. I'm going to wait for the inspiration to hit me and all my words will be perfect. And that never happens. So you end up not Or writing. it happens while you're like in the middle yeah. of a movie. Or the or shower. happens when or you're driving. Or you're at dinner with your parents and suddenly getting on your phone would be looked at as rude, you know? Yeah. And so I think he, his friend was saying something to the effect of like, you have to cultivate a mood. You have to find out what the writing mood is for you. Mm. Like what gets you there? What is that thing that sort of starts to put you sort of that trickle down process, right? And then figure out what that is and then cultivate that. So when you're in those moments of panic as I get into at 5 a.m. when I'm staring at the computer screen going, I'm not a writer. I'm an idiot. I can't put this together. Maybe it would be better at that time to try to figure out. And maybe, and maybe that's what I need to figure out for me is like, how do I cultivate that mood of getting into that groove where I don't worry if my words are terrible, where I mm. don't worry so much about 
disappointing myself, but just getting the work done. Well, for me, it's the other thing that you don't understand in freshman English. The first thing you don't understand is mood. The other thing you don't understand is theme. (laughs) And And for me, it's all about theme. Like for me... What I do is I just think about the theme all the time, not mm. not just when I'm sitting down. Like, what am I trying to say? Now, I do episodic things. Sure. So, like, this one is about broadly, right? So, we're talking about courage and cowardice. And then, so just constantly, courage and cowardice, courage and cowardice. And you're thinking about these things in your in your regular daily life. And so then when I sit down, I have a sense of I want to communicate how courage and cowardice apply to this situation and then that makes the writing that makes the poor writing at least on topic right and then when you go back for the cleanup and you're like oh this is sensible but it's not good you can turn it from sensible to good because you have the the idea if you can get the idea down you can tweak it later and i don't think Many times, especially if you've had like Stephanie is a, is a very good writer. You've right. read, oh yes, right? yeah. So oh, when you when you've had the kind of success where your words have come out so well, I think it's easy to forget that you have that in you. You have that in you, and yeah. you're like, oh, it didn't come out perfect the first time. I, I've I've lost. I'm done. It. I'm yeah. an idiot. But, I can't do it anymore. But in, but instead, you just you just your idea needs just needs more time, and if you want to put more distance between you. And or less distance between you and completing the project, get the words and then, you know, don't be afraid to don't be afraid sure. to edit. Don't be yeah. afraid to just write bad stuff that is on topic, because then when you're feeling juicy and creative, pow, It'll get you've there. already got the words. You've already got the, the, the nugget there and you just have to give it a little polish. Yeah, I think that was, you know, the, I won the Sophie Kerr Prize in 2001. And for the first year and a half, two years after I won the award, I seriously considered, very seriously considered not writing ever again, because it's such a, it's almost like, there's no, there's no up. There's there's no, yeah. Like, I'm like, wow, I'm 22 and peaked. Awesome. Done. I'm going to live to be what, 82, 92 based on my family record. The next, next? the next 60, 80, the next 67 years are going to be, there's never going to be another Sophie Kerr prize for me. And so for the first two years after, I really struggled with it. every time I sat down and wrote, I was like, this is awful. This is awful. And then I realized, like, and I realized I, I was thinking at that time, like, I'm done. And that's why I always struggle when I sit down and it's not good that I, for me, there's almost like an extra layer mm-hmm. because it's not just that this isn't good. It's there's this sense of I'm not going to be good again. Right. right, right. And I can't live up to but that. But not only again. is this not good, but I'm never going to be good after this again. But it's also important yeah. to remember that you didn't win that prize on the first draft. You didn't just knock some stuff no, off the top no. of your head. Yeah. You don't, you don't remember. You, no, that. I don't remember that part. You don't remember <laughs> no. how awful it was the first time you wrote it. But it's it. easy yeah. to think it was real easy because it's done and over and it was, yeah. it was 18 years ago or 17 years yeah. ago. But now. Yeah, but it's never. <laughs> I mean, when you write something, when you write something that's occasionally you get lucky and you write something that's good on the first shot. Occasionally. But mostly when you write something that's good, it's because you wrote it and it was awful and you left it alone. And then you went back and you're like, oh, I see, I, I see the mistake I made six months ago on this. Sure. And now sure. I can fix it. it. For me, it's always like I, I need at least two or three days. Two weeks is my favorite. If I write something and I let it, let it sit for two weeks, if I can afford to let it sit for two weeks and I let it sit for two weeks and I go back to it, I can solve it immediately. 
Wow. Yeah, I think there's just this constant, not only for me is there a struggle between trying to balance a writing life and a personal life, but there's also a balance of trying to figure out how much of that negative voice to let in, how much of that voice is holding me accountable and how much right. of that voice is just running me down. And when that becomes becomes the issue, because, I mean, you had talked about, I've been writing the same fourth book in a series for uh, like two, two darn years. And it was being in a negative place that has slowed me down. I mean, it was a state of depression that, that really got it. And beating yourself up over that doesn't, doesn't really get you there. Just sitting down and doing the work is what's going to do it. You know, you got to kind of work through it. And you're right. Reminding yourself that, hey, I did this well before. I you'll can do this. Yeah, you'll get I just need to sometimes put some crap down on paper and then take the crap and make it into not Something crap. much better. Okay, so now we've solved this problem. How do we how it's do we go ahead solved. and apply and, and 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 apply it in in real life? I think for me, it really comes down to cultivating the mood that I need to be in to do the type of writing that I want to be doing. I think if we're going to talk about like a real world solution, I think maybe that's where I need to invest my time. For me, it's more discipline. I think I need to find my space or find my way back to that space from when I would get up every morning and I would sit down and write. For me, actually, I started this. Um, I started this last Monday, and I will start it again tomorrow because I screwed it up last Monday. Um, <laughs> the, my, my 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 plan is to. Um, I do I do editing. I do some freelance editing, mm-hmm. and I usually get my freelance editing work in at about like nine o'clock in the morning. So, um, I've I've moved my social my social time, Facebook and Twitter, to nine to noon which is when I also do that editing because you do some editing and then you have to wait for the next story to be ready or whatever. Sure. So sure. from five to eight is just writing. Work. Just writing under under no circumstances. And then I'm starting to take off. I, I call it a day. I'm trying to. I haven't yet. It's only Thursday. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, in the future, I hope, to, I hope to cut myself off at five and to make sure I spend more. There's no point... In having a great job like I have and not getting a little bit of extra family time out of it. It's dumb. Well, you when know? you figure that's that out, truth. let me know because <laughs> I'm struggling to that figure that out. I, yeah. I, and that, that priority aspect, I think, it's, is the most important. It's so difficult. I, I, I was going to speak to my wife because she'll come home from work and I'll say, okay, I'll be out. And then the next thing I know, it's eight o'clock. Yep. And, uh, and she's been home for three hours and... And it's like, okay, let's eat dinner real quick and go to bed. Yeah. And that, I, that has to stop because there's no Cause point. Because you want to spend the moments and the time. I only get my husband on the weekends. Yeah, right. What's the point of working? He's only home, you know, Thursday through, through Monday morning is when my husband is home every week. And I need to make every moment of those count. Yeah, you know, be it, be it dumb things like going to the grocery store together. You know, those are the things we do to live our lives together and have a life together mm. but I've got all that other time that I could be doing stuff you know sometimes it's hustle 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 I mean it's just what it feels like so, you know, some, yeah. there are some days at the end of the day where you know it just feels like all I've done is hustle and move and work and go and go and then I sit down and I'm like I have nothing left to give and I think that that is I mean it's it's and probably true whether you're a a writer or a cashier, you know, yeah, I mean, or it's an auto just, mechanic. You know? It's just All one of those of things that, that it's just you know? the constant yep. struggle between figuring out when to hustle and when to kind of retreat to another space where I can do what I want to do. Right. And then the 
other challenge is once I get there, once I get the time in the space, how do I then make that productive in a way that makes me feel like a fulfilled writer? Right. That's it. That's the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephanie. Well, now this is the part of the show where you thank the guests. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for coming back and being on the podcast with us. I had a fabulous time. I always do. And you know you'll be back. I think I will. So What's Your Story was produced by Saltwater Media, an indie book publisher in Berlin, Maryland. Visit us at SoWhatsYourStoryPodcast.com, where you can find past episodes, guest bios, show notes, and all sorts of fun stuff. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Radio Public, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, take a second and give us a great review. Tell your story.